Welcome. I welcome you. The ran out of talent. Podcast. We can't thank you enough for checking in, taking it in, listening to the stats. Joey Fitzsimmons is the co-host. And you got Joe Jr. running the show. Me? I'm a man just trying to just rip up a couple freestyles just for you. Tuning in to Ran Out of Talent. But if you ever run out of talent, don't take no time. Don't take anything. This episode of Ran Out of Talent is brought to you by Ice Ninja RC Wheels. Ice Ninja RC Wheels are designed to be race quality and basher tough with precision located steel screws. The ice wheels have the performance and traction needed to give you mastery over any frozen pond, lake, or ice rink. With almost 20 different sizes available and many color choices, they have the perfect ice wheels for your RC. Ice Ninja has sizes from uh, 1.9 inch Vortec wheels all the way up to X-Max, and we are adding new sizes all the time. Ice Ninja can sell you complete wheels ready to go, or you can repurpose some of your old wheels by removing the rubber from your rims and gluing on new studded wheels instead. The performance on the ice is simply amazing. Disclaimers, Ice Ninja wheels are inherently dangerous as such, proper care must be taken to avoid injury, injuries or damages. Do not drive RCs fitted with ice wheels in close proximity of people, children, or pets. Keep hands away from the ice wheels at all times when the RC is turned on. Ice Ninja RC wheels uh, or anywhere that sells them are in no way responsible for your use of the wheels. Ice Ninja wheels are intended for use on ice and all and using on any other surface may shorten the life of the product or destroy them. You can find out more info on our Facebook page, Ice Ninja RC Wheels, or the website is IceNinjaRCWheels.GoDaddySites.com or you can email us at Ice ninja rc wheels at yahoo.com if you are local to the twin cities we are sponsoring an rc ice oval event oval track event from noon to three saturday february 25th at welcome park in crystal there will be ice wheels available to try and or purchase if we get enough racers there we will conduct competitive racing more info available on facebook about the event check out ice ninja rc wheels and now for my interview with aiden burke all right big thank you to our sponsor this week with me right now is our former co-host ryan green and the host of the extra lap rc podcast aiden burke best voice in rc podcasting how's it going today guys I'm just really excited to be on a podcast with Ryan. Yeah. And, and likewise with Aiden, the smoothest voice in RC as well. We, we, we'll have to get to that, mate, um, later in the podcast, and we'll chat about like how my accent is seen in the, in the UK. <laughs> okay, perfect. 
Yeah, that's one thing I noticed. So I listened to the Believe You Me podcast with uh, Michael Bisbing, former UFC middleweight champion. And I forget where he's from, but he can tell where you are from. The little, your little country can tell where you're from just by your accent. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, yeah that's... I mean, that's that's not that far off from people that are keen yeah, but two American accents. I mean, we can we can pinpoint it pretty yeah. well. No, no, we can't. We can't. You all sound the same to us, ah, <laughs> except for the Southerners. There's a big difference between like us from Minnesota and Southerners, and then like somebody like uh, Chase Ehrlich from Racecraft. He's got kind of like Ryan and I's, but he's got a lot of California dialect. Yeah. I I will say geographically, when it comes to England or Britain or the UK, and I, I don't even know the difference between all those. Um, the one, the only ones that I can pick out are correct me on the pronunciation. Is it Towie? The, yes. Okay, Towie. Yep, I can pick up Towie. If, if you're from Essex, I I can grab it no problem. Thank you okay. to uh, terrible TV being streamed over here in the United States, and that's okay. about it. Yeah, so I, I suppose like coming from the UK, it's always a good place to start. So I, obviously, I've done my prep coming on this podcast. Yes. Um, so I'm going to guess. Are you lot in Minnesota? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. Okay. So so the state of Minnesota is not very exciting, people. The state of Minnesota is the same size as England, Scotland, and Wales. I think if you add the very, very like northern tip, yeah. So we have there's a there's a part of Minnesota to you can't get to it unless you go up through Canada and then go east. Yeah. So we're we're, we're basically the same size. Yes. But there's ten times more people in the UK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that that's a funny. So Ryan, one time I was telling Aiden that. I go down to Shamrock to race and it's 90 minutes or 90 miles away. And he's like, does that take you like three or four hours? It's like, no, nah, I speed pretty good. I get there in 75, 80 minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I've never been to England, but every part of Europe I've been to has been goat paths that were eventually just paved over. Right. Okay. Okay. So yeah, there's just a lot of people. So like, it's one of those things where we, when we speak to our, our American friends, and they're like, oh, well, we drove seven hours. And I'm like, you can't drive seven hours in our country. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's just it's just traffic. There's just traffic everywhere. So we always make it sound like somewhere's the end of the world. But like for any American listeners, it's like just driving from one side of your state to the other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Aiden, you've been doing the Extra Lap RC podcast for a while, but, you know, I never really heard. How did you get into RC car racing? Well, for me, um, I, our Joey always takes the mick. He says, I haven't been doing it for very long. I've only been doing it for, like, 17 years. Yeah. So I think I, I think I just got to 30 and thought, oh, what am I going to do as a hobby? And I remembered there was a toy car track in Southport where I race now. Yeah. But but and I remember my friends having these cars. But um I didn't do it. I yeah. didn't do it. Yeah. So um I it was just like I've got to do something. I was addicted to World of Warcraft. Oh so 
So I had to find a different hobby, and I, I just got into it then. Like, so for me, the oldest stuff is like a, a B4. Okay. You know, so I I even got into it. I had a Novak brushless speedo. I had near enough two point four, like a couple of weeks later. So yep. I don't remember the dark days. Okay. And and I just like and and I do tenth off road because Southport, which is my like I say my home track, the best track in the UK. Yeah. Is like is it's like fifteen minutes away. Oh, that's is that bad. the grass track? Oh, it's Astro. It probably looks grass to you. No, um, I don't know how long it's been now, but I, I don't have any other way to describe it. It looked like you guys were racing on a golf course Correct. at That's one us. point. Yeah, yeah. Oh so god, you, that looks awesome. So when you say grass, I think you mean actual grass. You know, the green stuff that grows from it. Because we, yeah. some of our clubs race on grass. They will literally throw some hose pipes down and that's what that they do that every week i, th- I think we... i've seen you do that I, yeah. I think that is what i'm referring to yeah so we have got like there's a club called south lakes uh again you know 60 miles away but they're outdoors they haven't got an astroturf track so they just lay their track out in a grass field and just wait <laughs> which great if it's if, if it's dry but if it's raining, oh, it's terrible. Yeah. Oh, so it's oh the muck and crap that comes up everywhere. It's that's terrible. So I'll tell you what, I really enjoy racing my fist scale in the rain on AstroTurf, but you're right, you gotta go through the entire vehicle from top to bottom before you run it again. Um Seth. So Aiden, you went you went oh, from ahead. World of Warcraft to RC racing, yes. not not no real difference on the nerd scale, but at least you're no. leaving your house at this yeah, point. Literally, literally, that was it. That was it. I just need something that I leave me house for that has, like, some physical movement, but not a lot. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you have to go marshal. You have to, like, walk about. You know, if you look at your phone after you've been to a race meet, and you think, sit there and go, well, I've probably done, like, five kilometers today. Yeah. <laughs> yep, no doubt. Just go just going backwards and forwards. So, yeah, so that, that was it. That's how I got into it then. And then very uh, – a good friend of mine who I actually went to school with was started to come back a couple of weeks before then just randomly. Um, there's no Facebook. There's no anything else. It's just, like, message boards. Yeah. There was um, MySpace back then, but that's about it. Yeah. Was so, there even MySpace or was it Friendster? I, I don't know, man. It was all – what the hell's Friendster? Friendster was right before MySpace. How are you 50 and also 40 at the same time? <laughs> yeah. Because it's, yeah. I, I don't know, man. It's it's just, <laughs> I, I've i been doing everything for forever. <laughs> yeah. So. So, so, so 10th Electric, it's the closest track. It's really, you know, it's the, the, the premier class and the biggest class in the UK, 10th Electric. Um, yeah. Have you seen pictures of Southport? Yes. We're in a public park. You know, there's a place for the kids to yep. go on swings next door, and we're we're in a seaside town. Okay. So actually, our track is in the middle of the town. This, um, this so sounds. It, it's, sorry yeah. to interrupt, but this sounds just like Shamrock, doesn't it, Ryan? Oh God, yeah! I just had flashbacks. I know. Sorry, we're 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 sad about because we had a similar track that went away. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> but but and then, well, that's what every so often you lose track. So we're really lucky 
in some ways that the council just let us use the land and have done for the last 30 years. We pay them, like, I know this, we pay them like £600 a year. <laughs> That's nothing. But, so it's, it's not. Uh, and again, most of our clubs, like like Southport, there's, there's no... There's no businesses in the UK. There's only one track in the UK that's got a shop. Okay. And, and we've talked about that on here, but, you know, in America, the clubs are, like, we have one club in Minnesota, and the rest are all, you know, somewhat of a business. Some of them are a track only on somebody's property, but they still run it as a business. Right. So, And the club does it so well. Yeah. Well, because nobody they get, else does it that way. Yeah, we used but. to have one by us, but it got absorbed by Dollar Hobbies, and yeah. So, anyway, so you went from world. Of, you know, that's kind of like an archaic way of how senior got started. Because <laughs> my dad was, um, he was playing Atari back in the day, <laughs> and at arcades and pool halls. And then he's like, hey, I want to race RC cars. So you started out with the race vehicle. Did you go down the Tamaya route at all? No, I think I had a grasshopper when I was a kid, but that was it. But no, so like you, you turn up to Southport, it's, it's just 10th off road. In fact, it's just near enough two-wheel drive. There's only a little bit of four-wheel drive off road there. Oh, so, sounds like heaven. So when people are obviously we'll get into this, it's all mod. Obviously, we yeah. have no idea what stock is in the UK. See, that's in my notes right now. Just... So we, we will go with that. So we're very lucky when people now find us on Facebook or YouTube and they'll message the club through Facebook. We'll just turn around and say, just turn up, just have a, just come and have a look. Yeah. And then you know, like in the UK, we'll talk about this. It's like it's associated Schumacher. Yeah, he's so, got. He has exactly at home what I'm. I'm doing the old man screaming at the cloud thing all the time on here about stock classes and too many classes and people not wanting to be in a B main or a C main. And you guys, you do it. I. What do you so think? A, it, the, the, it, are we just event... soft over here? It's how we've always done it. Remember, so that's why it sounds easy for us. We know no difference. Right. Okay. We used to have stock and mod. Okay. But it sort of disappeared. And actually, when you look at the old stock things, what the, the, the guys tell us, that like the pros or the really good guys did stock. Yep. And the idiots did mod. But then everyone just moved. Just I don't know what happened. They just all moved over. It just seemed too similar for us. Well, it all depends. Um, it all depends on your track size too. So if you're racing no, on, a, we run we we run mod on carpet. Yeah, in church halls. Yep. Right, but we could just turn down seven fives on small tracks. True, and they would be drivable. We, 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 we don't even. That'll be funny. We don't even turn them down. <laughs> yeah. So this mean, is a, a bit, like, so, and when so, so someone starts, so we've got a new person turned up, and he's like, "I've got all of a thirteen-five, no, from like a, an on-road class or something." So, yeah, that'd be fine, because again, because we're not running stuff, because we we just turn the speedos up. Yeah. So I 
I have a story, uh, like you call it the dark old days story. This was back in the brush days. So back in RC car action, do you get RC car action in the U? Cause yes. you, got, you guys yeah, have yeah. your own, right? Yeah, we have, we have, we have got, well, they've all closed now, but yeah, I used to get the American one. Okay. Well, in RC car action, it would have kind of an in-depth, like you would read about a big race, let's say the Cactus Classic, and it would go through the top 10 drivers. It would say their chassis, their battery, and their motor, and their motor mm -hmm. winds. You know, the lower the motor wind, the faster it is, just like now. And you'd have guys like Pavitas or uh, whoever, they'd all have 10 turn motors, nine turn motors. And all of a sudden Brian Kinwald started winning everything and he had 13 turn motors and 14 turn motors. He came to a race in Minnesota. I go, why are you running such a slower motor? He goes, I don't have tire spin. If you watch all those guys, they're spinning their tires out of every single corner. They're way overpowered. And I just made my car easier to drive. And that's when Brian Kinwald went on a major run. I kind of take that as not as stock as the good way to go, but a more milder mod motor, like maybe like an 8.5 or a 10.5. Or just, this is the bit. It, it, we're not really, I'm not, UK people think, why don't you just all run the same thing? If you want to run stock, run stock if you want to run mod but that's what we do so you talk about not everyone needs to be in the a or the b main so we've got a right. milton Keynes grand prix coming up and they've got winner of the r final yeah <laughs> okay and if whoever wins the r final is going to sat there with his board and take a picture and going to be really happy because you've won your final yeah so, so it, it's it's no more again it's what we've always done no I like yeah. it though. I do like it. I love it. I I, I almost I'm drawing a comparison to um, I don't know what it's like now, but I was when I was growing up, your folks' TV over there was off the chains compared to what was allowed here in America. And I just think maybe people over there don't get offended as easily. Maybe they're not quite as soft. Maybe it's the rain. Maybe it's the cold and your your crappy weather and your, your oh. weird food, too, Aiden. Thanks. Oh, we'll, we'll go through all that, mate. Yeah, we'll be going. You know, I'm not be funny, mate. I've not seen snow in 15 years. Oh, we're, we're about to get over a foot of snow starting tonight. <sighs> if we got a foot of snow in Liverpool, no one would just <laughs> all stay in bed. We'd just, we'd just all, honestly, no one would, wouldn't. Wouldn't cancel anything. We just go. We're not going out there, mate. What That's about? what people should do. A it, lot less people would die. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, so, last year I got a truck with four wheel drive, so now I have no excuses not to show up. Right. Yeah. yeah. But so the other thing for that is as well is when when we go to uh, like a UK national or regional or any event like European side because we're all doing the same class. I'm in the same competition as. As Bruno, if I go the if I go to an EOS in the Hoodie Arena, I'm in the same class as Bruno, hmm. and he's I know he's like doing three more laps than me. Yeah, but 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 we're all there. Do you know that's the yeah. that's the bit we like rather yeah. than 
it just complicated. And then we it moves then on to classes of rank by ability. Yeah. What nonsense is that? Sportsman, expert, novice. Yeah. Uh, so I have. Just go by your qualifying time. I agree. Um, I do agree. I I thought I liked the split classes more, but like my son's an intermediate. And I have to rebuild his cars almost every race day because he gets hacked so bad. <laughs> I said, you're moving up next year regardless whether you're ready or not. Because he's going to get faster, quicker, but also his cars will stay in better shape. Yeah, yeah, the, 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 the bottom heat indoors, running mild in a church hall on carpet. You know, we say to new people, hey, you could be having a race of your life and someone's just going to come over that barrier and just wipe you out. <laughs> just, you, you've just got to get used to that. They probably didn't do it on purpose. Yeah. Um, and like what was Ryan saying about us being tougher or meaner, it, I just think that's our sense of humour. Do you know what I mean? Right. If, if we if we videoed what goes on in our rostrum during a club day, like we'd probably all be banned. <laughs> okay. But that's awesome. But, but, but we just don't take it off our rostrum. Or if you do, that's a serious problem. Yeah. Okay. So and and because we've got like organisations and we all run to rules and things and the same rules, it all it's, it's not perfect. Right. It does seem to work. But I bet you get way less cheating when everybody's running mod also because then all you have to worry about is the weight of the vehicle. Yeah, so we like we, we scrutineer, which is what we, we call tech. Yeah. And we'll do that for regionals or nationals. We don't do it for club days. But all we do is we weigh the car to check it's not underweight and none of them are ever underweight. No. Okay? And then... We check the lipo that they haven't charged it too much, but we're only checking voltage. Yeah. And because because we don't, we're not worried about lipo charge, we're actually just checking people's batteries are charged. Yeah. Make because sure they go, actually charge it for the race. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so I did that at one of the Southport Nationals, and I had to tell, and I've told this story before, like I had to tell Neil Craig's dad, Mick, yeah. so like we actually got one of the young girls checking the voltage, and she checks it, and she looks... And this is before, like, the A final of the UK Nationals. Yeah. And she checks it and she nudges me. And I went, well, you know, what's the problem? She went, this battery's not charged. <laughs> and we had to tell Neil Craig's dad, Mick, who we all love and adore, and, and just go, Mick, that's not charged, mate. And he's like, all right, no worries, mate. Thanks, thanks for checking. Yeah. So <laughs> we, we don't, you know, it sounds good. We don't cheat because you can't. Yeah. I don't, how are you supposed to cheat? Yeah, you really can't, besides going too light, but uh, light, a light car and mod does not feel good. Well, yeah, they're all about the same weight as well. We don't need, because we've got all the power we need, we don't care if it's a bit heavier, do we? But my car doesn't go fast. Though. Like, So let's talk about Southport, love it. So our Southport's got the longest 10th straight. How long UK. is it? It's okay. I can only do it in meters. That's it's fine. 50. 55 meters long okay it is as flat and as smooth as a billiard table that's about 170 feet if my math is correct yeah Yeah, pretty good 180 oh wow so that that would be a big a scale track well no because because you'll i'll send you some pictures i'll send you a little link to a little video it's got a great aerial shot but because we're parked into the 
like the bit of the park that we got that the old fellas negotiated for 40 years ago or something. Yeah. We were like stuck. So we're, our Southport's really long and thin, but not very deep. <laughs> so many jokes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a pencil. That's yeah. the one you were going for. Like a pencil. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that is pretty cool, though. I mean, you could really use mod power there. So yeah, yeah it, it's the fastest your car will go in the UK. Yeah, that that is cool. Um, so we got on how you started in RC with the you you know the Novak brushless and the two point four gigahertz system, but how did you choose sticks over a gun radio? Okay, um, I think it's like a old man Western European thing. So when we first got our toys as kids, when I got my grasshopper, yep. when someone got their hornet, okay, like the shop that sold them with a bag always gave us a stick radio. Oh, yep. So so if you're our age, you, 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 you use sticks first, and therefore that's what you are on. Yeah. Anybody who's sort of under 40... Is probably on a wheel. So my dad's very, very, very first RC car came with sticks. So my dad's, I mean, this is old. My dad's first car, he got it in 1987. It was a 112 scale Kyosho Nitro Datsun truck. Nice. I want to say it had a .08 engine in it, and it came with sticks. Then shortly after that, he bought a Kyosho Double Dare monster truck with four-wheel steering, and he bought a Magnum Sport gun radio. So it was really quick. He got away from the sticks, and I, I, I've I, used them with, like, the little toy cars you get from a department store or whatever, but it's always been, you know, I started out with a Magnum Junior radio myself. Mm. Well, uh, well, at this point, I like to drop in the time that I went to Vegas to race RC cars. Hey, I'm going um, to Vegas soon, so I'll have stories. But anyways, go ahead. <laughs> but but the, the main thing was, in the first day, people just walking up to me and going, what's that thing you're holding? <laughs> what are you holding? And, you know, like, but, but it, in the UK or in Europe, we should really say, yeah. over 40s are on sticks. Yep. Everybody else is on a wheel. If anyone new turns up, we say you've got to go to a wheel because I think there's only like probably two stick proper high class stick radios about now. So right, but to be fair, David Ungaro is on sticks, and he it's amazing watch him work the radio. Did you ever see that video where it just go? It, it's nuts. Yeah, he holds it like a claw, doesn't he? Yeah, it, he yeah, does. can't do that. Yeah, and he's just so relaxed. Like, you can tell in his face he's just so relaxed, and he's just one with the radio. But, yeah, I'm, I've always thought sticks could be an advantage, but it's – I'm left-handed, but when I started, they didn't really have left-handed radios, so I learned how to drive right-handed. Well, my son's also left-handed, so he's on a lefty radio. So he actually gets – I can see – immediately where he's picking up speed but if i gave him like if they made like a competitive 
radio and laid it out like an Xbox or a PlayStation controller, kids would crush more than they already are. Yeah, I think so. You know, we're all comfortable with those kind of shapes, aren't they? But I think it's just like I even know like a KO radio because they're like they're quite boxy. So yeah. I, I always say, even if you've got little hands like me, you you you, you get a KO. Right. Um, if you've got big hands, you buy a Sanwar for a stick radio. But it's just something the old fact. And you'll fact you'll probably see. I've bought. I think I've now got two spare KO Esprit fours or fives, whatever the new one is, just in case what happens something happens to mine. I know I've got another one because KO don't KO don't make them anymore. Oh, they don't. No, stop making them. They're not making any more stick radios. Hmm. So we're we're now like Futaba or Sanwar. So I know that Spectrum makes a less than desirable gun radio, but I've always heard that they're um, that the ones they use for fl- their air radios for their sticks are really good. Ryan, aren't they the Spectrum air radios? Aren't they good? Well, I, I don't have anything to compare it to. Not like, you know, when I've tried somebody's Spectrum on a track back in the day with a car and then tried a proper radio, but they they definitely don't get crapped on yeah, uh, vocally like their Surface radios do. I, I had no problems with it, but I'm also uh, I'm just barely a pilot. Yeah, so could you use like a Spectrum air radio? Uh, you just have to have like a six or eight channel receiver. No, I don't think so. No, that'll be too much of a step for us, I think. Okay. I think we'll just have to like adapt to buy a Futaba or buy a Sanwa or something, whatever. Someone, Good. you know, and that's we'll just have to pull it one. But the more the more expensive. Yeah. Oh yeah. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be cost effective. The the air radios are very expensive for a decent one. Okay. So I see I'm not familiar. That's one sure. part of RC I, I had I've like never nine hundred dollars into mine. Ooh. So and it's not even a top end really because yeah, i thought that uh, yeah i thought the flight ones i thought well we get ripped off we're paying like 600 quid for a stick radio and yes. then me mate who flies goes and my futaba one costs 1700 quid <laughs> yep. and oh. i'm like all right then i'll shut up now mate Cheers, yeah. thanks dave <laughs> yeah no thank you um so how did you um decide to get into the podcasting game because there's a bunch of RC podcasts in the world now. I believe we were number two back long, long time ago when we first started. But yours is one of the few I actually, I, I listened to only a handful of RC podcasts. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay. There, 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 are, there are more now. I always say we, there can always be more. Yeah because it depends what you're looking for. If you're just going to chat about like your mates at the track, like there's some, that's like some Australian YouTube things. They just talk about what, you know, what their region does, you know, that that's great. And they get a lot. It's not like really about numbers. It's more about, I always say it's more about how many of your mates listen. Right. Um, but I started, actually I did an RC podcast before the extra lap. Okay. What was that one called? So we had the most ridiculous name in the world. It was called the Big Blue Tent. I think I've heard of that one. Yeah, because we were I'm not be funny, we were massive in the day, as we say, like like a rock star. So like I started I always listened to 
Um, the loop is live and yeah. on the toe. Oh, yep. Okay. Yeah. So Bobby Moore, uh, Jeff Keaton, Mark Santamaria, all those. Love them. And I, I do a bit of driving with me job, going from meeting to meeting. So I had plenty of time to listen to those things. And then uh, me and a friend of ours were like, well, what, do, what are we going to do in our seat? And I always say, we do a podcast because, one, it's easier than doing anything else. Yeah. Okay, it's easier than YouTube. It's easier than video. You know, I'm, I'm I'm assuming, as I always do, Ryan is totally naked at this moment in time. <laughs> you know, and, you know, and for people who remember me podcasting a long time, I'm now sat in my car in a car park doing this. Yeah. Uh, so you can so you can do it anywhere you like. So we did the big blue tent. I think that was 2017. So I did so, and then I'm going to say that was massive because. Loop is live on the tone stopped, and we were the only ones. Okay. So so we did that, and then we had a, like, Ryan, you'd love it, like grown men fighting on Facebook. <laughs> <falling out. laughs> honestly, honestly, mate, you know, like, honest, just nonsense. Okay. So that fell apart acrimoniously. Um, and then I had a little break, and then, then I came back and did, the extra lap, which I, I can't remember. I've, I think it's three years. Yeah. Is it? So, yeah, three years. So we've, been do, we've been doing that. I, I We started, I just looked it up. Our first episode of Ran Out of Talent was nine years ago. I don't tell oh. people how to find it. Because uh, <laughs> it, was, it's, it was embarrassingly bad. And <laughs> yeah, but, 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 but it is because we can't. We've gone to podcasts too early, but like you can't practice. No, you only get slightly better. Yeah, so with time. So I, I always understand that podcasts are gonna start out bad, but the audio was terrible. We were trying to, like, you do yours on a phone, but it doesn't sound bad. Ours was terrible. We tried hanging a compressor microphone in the middle of a big room, around a large desk, and like four of us tried to. It just didn't work well and then i brought it back with um shane madrinage i want to say that was in 2017 it didn't last long and then ryan got me going again and we've been going pretty solid now for six years now what something like that i think you said it once on facebook joe like it's an easy gig yeah do you know um i don't we don't need to do a lot of prep. We're super lucky that, you know, if we take it that it, RC is small, there is no media. So we, we I'm going to tell you, when we started, like the Big Blue Tent, which we, we were called the Big Blue Tent because we had a Big Blue Tent in the UK because we our tracks are in parks and in fields. Right. We all take easy ups. We yeah. don't have massive caravans and things like that. We just take easy ups and tables and chairs. So we just had a really big Blue Tent. So That's we what would... we used to, though. I mean, a lot of people do have big pit trailers and whatnot, but I'm still using the big tent myself i mean i see all these pictures of people going to dnc yeah. like in like massive and i'm going oh, okay that's size of country so we I, we honestly we started this to like like for something to do yeah so we could talk to the pros and pretend that they were our friends <laughs> and, and to then go on the sunday 
spend the first year of doing any podcast go, oh, yeah, I remember when I was talking to Adam Drake. He said, and we just did that for three years, and that's all we do now. Yeah. Who's the most notable RC personality we've had on? Is it Aiden himself? Uh, or Chase or Keenan. Oh, yeah, I keep forgetting that Chase is on, like, continues his meteoric rise. Yeah. I, I don't RC. I mean, he just keeps climbing. And Two yeah, podcasts in a week. Love it. Love it. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, he, well, the one he did for, um, what was that, the wheel and trigger? I think he Runs. records them like a month ahead of time. He flies people out to Beach RC and they do it there. Yeah, yeah we don't do that. No. Um, yeah, we don't fly anyone anyway. We we use we I say we use Discord and just like come on, we'll just record yeah. a call. Yeah, exactly. And, and and art is like and always has been like very interview based because we just feel unlike news lot, we feel like no one's gonna listen to us. Right. So we have to get somebody on and then we can just ask the same questions over and over again every episode. <laughs> I, and pe- people give us different answers. I, I I hate to say it, but it's hard for us to get bigger interviews because you're slightly more savage. I, I don't kind of, but it's like I don't bow down. It's like cool, you race RC cars professionally, but I'm not. I mean, I'm impressed, but I'm not going to bow down to somebody like. A, like you don't, but like what? What, what you mean? Bow down? Not bow down, but like a good example. Um. Oh, like I made, I made fun like, of like, like on here the red carpet. on here. I made fun of uh, Ryan Mayfield for pushing Testament. It's like you you can't fight, man. You shouldn't even be. You know, I was just saying that on this spot. It's like you can't fight. You would throw one punch and be a hundred percent out of breath. And you know, I know he probably didn't hear that, but if he did there, I've been threatened on here before to be sued. I'm sure Ryan remembers that. <laughs> yep. That was fun. Yeah. I've had to cut a few <laughs> things out of a few episodes. It's... I can't believe it was your mouth that got us in trouble. Not mine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I would have put well loads of money on Ryan there. Yeah. But you know, it's things like, it's like I let things slip and they don't like, I forget. I said, yeah, so I think, like, we deal with it in... So one thing I've said a few times, again, to, for American list, it's like England's so small, right. right, that if someone really annoys you, no one is too far away to get in your car, go there in three hours and punch him in the nose. Right, and <laughs> I love that. So, like, I love that. So it, it, it doesn't escalate much more, like, open. I always say, I've, like... I've only ever had one hater, and he just misheard something, and then he just constantly got. I'm like, but that's literally one hater. So we don't take ourselves right. really seriously. You know, you bo- know, roll out the red carpet and bound down. Those are actually not quite right. I just thought of it, and I just, I'm not careful about what I say. That's a better way to put it. <laughs> Most of the, you know, so we chatted very briefly before we press record. Don't want to spoil the magic here. People. Oh, that's but, fine. Yeah. But so we just speak to them beforehand. Now, maybe you just don't, we, you know, don't make a joke in the first 15 minutes of speaking to somebody. They might not get it. Yeah. But if you just turn around and say the same sort of things, like, like try not to swear a lot. 
Okay? Yeah. If if you get stuck, say something mean about our Joey because he's fine, <laughs> and we'll all just we'll just pile it on Joey. Yeah. If you get stuck again, talk about tires. <laughs> and you know it's not live, so if he, they do say something right or wrong, or we'll just cut. We, we just always tell we cut we'll cut it out, and we've not re, we've never had to. Right. No one has ever said to us, "Can you not put that in, please?" I so, so I. I don't think they, they don't listen. I'm talking about the post. They, they don't listen enough to really be that bothered. Right. Well, it's funny. Uh, the Our other co-host, Joey Fitzsimmons, was in Arizona a few weeks ago, and he was talking to Ryan Mayfield and Sp- Spencer Ripken, and they're like, he goes, oh, I do a podcast. I'm like, dude, you didn't tell him that. Day. He's like, yeah. He goes, they were listening to it when, when I walked out of the building. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so, so a lot of them do. do, do you know, some of them enjoy it. Some of them want to come on. Like so, because we, you know, I'm going to say, pod, our podcast worked because once I, I invited Dustin Evans on in the bad in the good old days. Yeah, where I'd invite ten pros on, right? Yeah, and then one would come back, right? I randomly asked Dustin Evans to come on, and then he went and won the Reedy for the second time the next day, literally. That's awesome. And because, and because Dustin Evans is, literally, as far as I'm concerned, the nicest man in the world, Yeah, I'm like, are you still? He goes, yeah, not a problem. Tuesday afternoon, that's what it is. And that, that helped, actually. It's quite easy for us to get American pros on. Yeah. Because time difference means it's normally Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. Yeah, right now, what, it's 10 o'clock at night at your place? Yes. Yeah, it's four here. So, yeah, you just had Brock Champlin on. I want to get him yes. on here. He, um, I sat right behind him at our uh, J-Con Nationals. It's held in Minnesota, and he's actually a pretty nice and funny guy. He did a wonderful job on your show. Joe and I... Uh, have always kind of echoed the same sentiment that we're usually not very interested in what a young person has to say in general, yeah. Right. Not, yeah. not only, you know, relating to RC, but just the world in general. He did great. Yeah. So I, I just got done listening to that episode to kind of brush up on Aiden. And uh, yeah, I thought it was fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. It was, awesome. you know, it, it is one of those things. It's like, when Keenan has a young guy on the No Name RC podcast, I kind of tune out. But when he has one of the guys from the Attitude Era with all the stories and all the experience, that's the guy I want to listen to. That's who, like, who had Dunbar on a few years ago, and it was just the whole podcast was fire. Was it you? Was the, guy was, the guy was just packed with stories. Oh, oh was it? Um, was it Race City? I used to love Race City RC. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't. I know. mean, maybe it was even Radio Impound. Yeah, it could, yeah, it could be something. Well, actually, he's on my list to go. I might go send him another message. There you go. Um, I just, I tend to just message them. I even like, like once they've been on, I always say, right, that wasn't a pain in the ass, wasn't it? Like, no, 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 it was actually all right. Sorry, thanks yeah. very much. I said, I go, it's dead easy. I want you on once a year. That's it. Yeah. I'll leave you alone. I won't <laughs> bother you. And I don't. You know, some people say, oh, you must be friends with all the pros. No, I don't speak to them. Some of them <laughs> are like, some of them have even mentioned, like, it would be nice to say, start your messages with, hello, mate, how are you? How's the family? All you ever send me is 
Tuesday, nine o'clock. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. oh, sorry, but I don't like to. And he's like, and, and so that's the thing. I'm like, I just want to say something. I'll, I'll leave you alone now for another 12 months. But in 12 months, and right. like Ty Tessman, yep. literally, I chased him for four years. <laughs> uh, but I just, at the end, it was like, Ty, if you don't answer, I'm just going to keep messaging you. <laughs> and eventually, and I think his sister does a lot of his social media. Yeah. And so eventually, and then again, Ty's come on and he's like, oh, actually, it was all right. Yeah. You're not idiots. It there was a like, time, too, where you could just send a message to his dad and his mom and all three phones would go off right next to each other in bed, geez. too. <laughs> oh, oh. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God scares me. So if I come over to the States, I don't want God coming after me. Oh, no, uh, I'll deal with him. Don't worry, you don't worry it's just about some that nobody guy. in Minnesota that never leaves the state to run RC. So, so, and I don't even go to the one big race that comes here. So... Oh, my. I have to say, for the Extra Lap RC podcast, my favorite guest you've had on so far has been Thomas Tran. Who's been the... Huh? Your best episode ever. Yeah, who's your favorite um, guest you've ever had? Um, Well, I'm just going to start name dropping now, aren't I? Yeah. Um, That's why I ask. I want to hear the names. (laughs) Okay, well, the, the... Unfair way to say this. I've only got one person. I wrote a list at the very beginning. Yep. Okay. And there's only one person who I haven't spoken to. Yeah. And, that, and that's Ryan Mayfield. Yeah. And that's because I just can't contact him. He's just un. He's just. He's just uncontactable. As I, far as I'm aware, I think the rest of the RC world, in a nice way, are scared of him. Yeah. Well, they're afraid of saying something that'll like. They're afraid of saying something because they'll get blown up, and they're afraid. You know, it's their livelihood, and they need every single sponsor they got to pay their bills, their travel, etc. But, but other than that, we've had like, if you uh, like uh, Spencer Rivkin, Ryan Cavallari. I I loved um, Joel Johnson. Yeah, that okay. Was awesome. So Joel Johnson came on actually fixed our discord gave us some it support at the <laughs> beginning and he was one of those things that in the first 10 seconds we all just we all relaxed because we realized all we need to do is go hmm tell us more about that joel and he would just come out with another banger of a story um you know we joke that one of our you know martin on our podcast spent a lot of his life early part of his life in california and actually knows these people so when we get the Rick Howitt's on the Jimmy Wrights, those things. They've got like a, like a sh- even even Cav. Yeah, they've got like the, they've got some like shared memories. And Martin always thinks that no one believes that he did all these things <laughs> uh, until we have Rick Howitt on going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah, he used to pick you up and take you to races, mate. Yeah, that's we used to call you Bulldog. You know, <laughs> that is so cool though. It's it, it's the coolest thing in the world. So. I, I, I always say Joel Johnson, Thomas Tram was like a great episode. It's the longest episode ever. We couldn't, we couldn't shut him up. We're, we're super <laughs> lucky that we are seen as a safe pair of hands. Yes. You know, if you if you if you want to do something, but you know we're not gonna, we're not trying to catch anybody out, then you come on the Extra Lap RC podcast. Right. And you know, see, I'm not a, I I'm not 
trying to trap anybody in anything and I will delete things, but I might say something or ask something stupid that puts them in a corner. Yeah, but we, we always say at that point, okay, well, I won't say that. I always say, if you swear profusely now, I've got to cut it. Yeah. Right? I'll tell you exactly what I say when we finish this recording. Yeah. But, like, so if you do swear, I, I, I will cut that bit out. But they just they relax and they're fine and they're just all quite confident. And it's it's been a big part of, like, all the podcasts I've ever done is having a guest on, though I think this week we're not going to have a guest on because Joey and Martin went to workshop together and they don't often race at the same meeting. So that's what we're doing this week. But I also enjoy just speaking to me mates. Like, we all see numbers and charts when we're looking at our podcast triggers and I can see if we've got, if we know, they kind of listen to it by in like the numbers in that day but we've just got someone on from the uk who just everyone wants to hear from the other week right. we had um john skidmore yep johnny and will's dad like masses of downloads on the first day just that as is much cool. as if we had a superstar on that i mean he that was a good interview too i yeah but, yeah, but you know, people people aren't i think People aren't listening for the interview. People don't turn it on because they, it's going to be a good interview. They put it on because they, they haven't got a lot of... Ch- There's a lot of podcasts, but if they want to listen to something that's in the UK, it's also the grid talk, really. Right. And I think that works. There's a few others bubbling around. We try, try and help everybody Yeah. So um, to, to, to relaunch these things. Here's a question for you, and this is something I noticed... What's the strangest number or strangest country that you have really high numbers in? For us, it's Malaysia. We have hit number one overall in Malaysia a couple years ago. Oh, we I beat t- Joe oh. Rogan in Malaysia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 what I'm going to say is, I don't believe podcast stats. Um, you know, sometimes like us on the grid talk we can we can bother the top 50 in the uk in in, in like hobbies you know up against yeah. football and all these other things yeah I, and I, I would say this if we if numbers are, don't matter but it's the it's the ready for this ride it's the penetration <laughs> that we get we get we get is you know what i mean that the fact that i know because of the brca there's like seven thousand people and the member of the BRCA in the UK, so who have licenses to race like RC cars, and like if we're getting a thousand a week, then like that's like half the people who probably race tenth off road, yeah, who are listening to our podcast. So that's the bit, and and we see it now. Why like Keenan enjoys now we can do some traveling everywhere I go, because everybody the UK is dead small somebody's very kind will come up and go, hey, this is the podcast, it's really good, thanks very much. And I get really shy then, and I can't really cope and yeah. go back to my pit table and cry a bit. But it It's still kind of funny that, like, people our age, some of them don't know how to, like, I do a MMA podcast um, out of the jiu-jitsu gym I go to. There's a little circle table right next to the mats I set everything up on, and my friends and I have a conversation and one of the coaches who's one of the 
he's a jujitsu coach. He's about my age, maybe a year or two older. He's like, so how do you listen to that podcast you guys do? It's like, oh, <laughs> man. Bless him. Because yep. that guy lives in a world where, you know, you look back on that era with rose colored glasses, right? Yeah. Like everything was better in the 90s, and he still lives there. Yeah, that is true. I mean, I but, wish but, I could still live there, but <laughs> anyways, go but, ahead. But, but it is a thing that actually I still get messages from people. I think, you know, I am one of the classically fast on Facebook people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Loads of pictures, always in the C final. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in fact, when I go to Milton Keynes, I'll be lucky to be much higher than the R. But still people message me and go, I didn't know you did a podcast. How do we do that? <laughs> so we, we we think Facebook does all these things, and it, it, it's not perfect. So I'm sure there's plenty of people, even at your own track, mate, who, who like, just won't ask. They're not going to ask about what you're tired of running. They're not going to ask about that podcast that you're actually on. You know what's weird to me, and I love it, and I love that people are buying the shirts, but locally, when I see the shirts around the track, it's like, hey, that's my, it's like, it's cool, but it's still strange that people support us in that way. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're super lucky, all of us. Yes. You know, like, we, we generally don't get into any trouble. Again, one of the reasons is, like, so, like, Martin and Joey, Martin is the head of 10th off-road racing in the UK. Yep. We you, we joke about that he's the emperor of everything. <laughs> he is the chairman of the 10th section. In, of all British UK RC racing. And Joey's dad is the world's best ref. That's a fact yep. because he refed the world's finals in Slovakia. Okay. All of them. They they should have hired him to be a ref at DNC this weekend. Well, here's the, like, you know, who you want for that is you want Stitson. Yeah. You want the fellow who was at the world. He's not even on Facebook. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll try and get him on soon. But so, so we have to be a bit more corporate because those. But we do get information. We do get you know, real views. If someone's got a question, they can. They know they can speak to Martin. They know who we are. It, it really helps. And I just think we're just super lucky. I think we all are, though. And there are more podcasts than there were, but I think there can be more. I agree. Um, I've been kind of. I've gotten a lot of um, hate for things I've said on here. Like, I started the whole Funster thing. And I ain't mean to do it out of hate. It's just it's <laughs> one of the dumb things that came out of my mouth. <laughs> but the okay. ha- hate I receive locally and the anger, I thought they would have started a podcast out of spite. I think the one thing we get... And we know, and we sort it out. Is that we make a joke about somebody? Now remember British humour back yes. to all this. Like I, I always say, only worry when I'm being nice. Right. Okay. Right. If I'm being nice, yeah, that means I don't know you and I don't trust you. Okay. <laughs> but if I've just said something highly offensive as the first words out my mouth, we're fine. Okay? Right. So we've got that kind of thought process. So sometimes we will make a joke about somebody we know. Oh, he's terrible. His cars are terribly prepped or something along those lines. And then someone will hear that and go, well, that's not true. He's a really nice fella. He's helped me loads. 
<laughs> and so someone will send me a message going, I can't believe you. Um, uh, two times it's been about the same person. I'll, mention, I'll name tag him now. It's Alan O'Brien, the yeah. fastest Scotsman in the world. You'll hear us always pick on Alan. Right? Well, that's because Alan's one of our great friends, really helpful. So he, I, we know he listens, so we're mean to him. But then if someone hears that and doesn't know, that's where we get the hate. Uh, but but only it's then it's like, hang on, he's me mate. Stop, don't worry about it. Sorry, carry on. And right. then I always wait a couple of weeks and then apologize because just be nice. I like everyone to listen. Right. But, yeah. Know, we, I mean, we don't we don't pick on people. And I always say this, don't I? Like we're mean to each other, so we're not mean to anybody else. <laughs> that that is good. Um. Yeah, see, again, it was one of those situations where I wasn't, you know, all the situations where I wasn't trying to be, I was trying to be a little bit of a smart ass in a lot of these situations, but it got blown way out of proportion. Oh, yeah, yeah, we've all said something, like I would say, I often say something quite, I quite often lie at the very end of the podcast. Yeah. So other people, all other people know that I'm lying. Uh, so they know, I know that they know, kind of thing. <laughs> um, but I'm trying to think. The one I got in trouble with was um, okay. Right here we go. I, I insulted entire region of the UK. Okay, <laughs> where we have very organised regional races that go into nationals. We, maybe we talk about the BRCA next. Like, and I insulted the entire northeast region. Okay. Yeah. The entire north and called them the easy region. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> so the entire only because, and the reason I did that was because two of the fellows who normally race in the northwest had moved to the northeast region because it just fitted that they they raced on a Saturday rather than a Sunday, and it wasn't that much further away. So they just and these 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 guys are both great racers. They didn't move because it was an easy region. They moved because it just fitted their holidays type thing but i was giving them some abuse and called it the easy region and then i had one person literally go berserk and i thought he was taking the mick at the very beginning <laughs> yeah right and i'm like ah and then he started saying some like like i'm gonna punch you whatever i'm gonna knock you you scouse git we'll go back to my accent see like you think it's all lovely if i walk in i walk around a shop anywhere else in the uk and open my mouth security guards follow me <laughs> okay the scouts need to accents. elaborate on that a little bit we'll, what's going on there we'll, we'll do that we'll do that next we'll do that next we'll, we'll leave, right. leave that so i go so i get some abuse from someone i thought he was joking but apparently he wasn't but again and why i say the uk is not that far so he was like, "You're not. Uh, you know, you'll never come to see your slot. Whatever. You'll hide wherever you are." And I knew exactly what track he went to. So the next week, I just turned up at his track. <laughs> okay. And I'm not a UFC MMA fighter. Okay. So the, I can only fight like a 13 year old girl. And I'm <laughs> gonna try and steal all your friends. <laughs> okay. That's so awesome. I turned up to this fella's track. First thing I did say, hey, sorry, mate, things has been a bit of a confusion. You love your mates, I love mine, you know, whatever. Let's just finish it. He's like, no, no, it's not finished, and I'm not shaking hands. And I thought, well, this is it. So every time he was in the heat above me, every time he came back to his table, we were indoors, I was sat on his seat yeah. talking to his mates. <laughs> the fella next to him had two kids. I gave them some tyres. 
<laughs> literally gave him some new tires and so he came back being angrier at me and his friends were being warmer to me That's okay? awesome. and then the end of it goes that i couldn't he upset me that i couldn't like get through to him so i came up with a plan that the next week on the podcast this was a big blue ted knowing that everyone from that club would listen because there's no other podcast to listen to at all and like it, you know we, we they knew we were coming and so I had a store th thought of, I'll just tell everyone that he cheated in his final. <laughs> okay? But because I'm a nice guy, I bottled it. Yeah. Okay? I just So what I actually said was, oh, I don't know who it was, but there was a guy with a pink Schumacher in name and colours and makes my being changed to protect the innocents. You're like a pink Schumacher, and he was really good. I can't remember his name, but he came up to me after his final. I said, oh, you did a really had really good final. He said, oh, oh, you're Aiden. And he was a big fan of the podcast. And I've left him some stickers. Yeah. So if, if you're in that club and you want some you know, big blue 10 stickers, go and see whoever's got the pink Schumacher. Now, never thought anything else of it. And on that Sunday, we all race on Sundays, I got 15 messages from other people in this club saying, this fella has exploded and gone home. <laughs> because everybody, he he never listened because he didn't like me. Yeah. Everybody else in that club listened, <laughs> and everybody went to his table and oh, I hear you're a big fan of the podcast. Have you got stickers? That's <laughs> awesome. And he See, messaged me at the end of the day. I went, like, "You've won. Thanks very much." I went, "There we go. Cheers." That's uh, diabolical. That's thank you very fabulous. much. That that Oops. is that's better than anything I could do. Yep. Take a bow, Aiden. Yep. Thank you very much. Well, I, I tell people the story. So yep. Yeah, so like. It's great. Uh, what, what's your next question? Otherwise, I'll just chat about those for ages. Well, I was just going to say is, like, people, at least in our state, what they'll do is they'll flame you on Facebook and they won't even talk to you at the track. They'll stay, you know, 30 feet away from you and just give you a side eye and they won't make eye contact with you and they'll just, you know, be all uncomfortable. They don't have the balls to come over and talk. And, like, you know, I've been training and jiu-jitsu and kickboxing for years and years and years but i would never do that to a fellow racer you know what i mean that would yeah yeah that'd be un. that's not cool to do <laughs> or legal I, yeah well, I, I can't remember the last time i saw somebody actually physically putting hands on somebody else in a race meeting i remember okay? it. it was in idaho the video was on live leak. The dude turned around on the driver's stand and threw three over big overhand punches and knocked the other guy out. Uh, okay, no, obviously I, I've not been there. So oh, yeah. I've not seen it in the Southport any of the events. I've seen people shout. How we tend to to deal with it at Southport over the last few years. I'm gonna say we we didn't understand the rules. We're right. a private club. Yeah. Private club, right? Right. But, governing body if we've got a problem with somebody they've got a problem with somebody they support the clubs 100 percent. right okay 100 percent. Right. if we it's a private party if we don't want someone to attend they don't have to attend but we thought if we like punished someone they'd get a full 12 month ban okay yep. and that in the uk would mean you're not allowed to race rc cars right okay so i'm guessing then, that floats to other clubs too 
Yeah, so if you lose your license, you can't let race at any any other RC club in the UK Ooh. in any class because when they book in, they will look for your number and the system will if they haven't if you have you've never been there before, the, right. we'll have to check your number against the list. Yep. So that's all online for us to do. Okay. So so that got updated to you know you don't have to ban them for a year. So we brought in the system of holidays. Okay. Okay, so if someone's out of line, I think I've spoken about this, if it's generally kept on the... We are in a public park. That's a very important point. Yeah. Okay? If you see Southport, behind our rostrum is a path. That is a path through a park. We've had marathons. We've had 10,000 people run through that path during a race meeting. Really? Yeah, because we're in a park in the middle of town. So, like, we had to hold on to a regional for 15 minutes because 10,000 people were walking between the field where we pit on and the track. And there's (laughs) nothing you can do because there's 10,000 people running. Yeah. Um, So we have to be careful of, like, foul language in a park. But this is kept on the rostrum, generally okay. But if it comes off the rostrum, we deal with it. Yeah, and what we and if we'll always give someone a warning, and we'll always make sure that they've got no other issues elsewhere. But if you step out of the line, you're leaving the, you're leaving, yeah. you're packing your stuff up and you're going. And if you give someone that option, that normally, well, if they flip flip out, fine, I don't need to deal with you again. But most of them at that point will go, okay, if I just behave well from now, can I come back next week? Right? If it happens again, we just give we've given people a month holiday. A three-month holiday, they can still come to the track, you know. Yeah. But they can't race, and those people are now back racing at Southport, and they understand that their behaviour of if they crash their car and lose that, think they're going to lose a final, and they pin their car into a fence, it's just not acceptable. Right, right. So, I I kind of wish we had that stuff here. So, this was a long time ago. This was thirty, thirty-five years ago. There was a, I'm only 40, but I've been racing my entire life. Mm-hmm. There was a guy that used to race at, with us until the mid nineties. His name was John. Well, we'll just say John. And he would come to the track with literally a dozen cars ready to go. And he would get mad and he would break a gold pan RC 10 over his knee at least twice a race day. Nothing was ever done. And I'd never, ever told my dad this, but I screwed up Marshall because we used to race the big monster trucks back in the day. They had the Claude, the Claude Buster conversions, like the Claude Zillas and all that. Okay. I messed up marshalling his truck. Like I didn't get it fast enough. I was 10 years old. The dude pulled a knife on me. And nothing was ever done about that guy. It, you know, that's a very so, so. So the police would be involved. Well, now that if I if I would have said something, the police would have been involved back then. I ain't say yeah. anything. The thing is, I was freaked out, and that's why I ain't say anything. But so he's yeah. the most extreme example I can think of. But we have, you know, big examples in between. Yeah, so the whole thing works, you know. So one of the things we always, when I listen to, and I listen to all the podcasts, all of the podcasts. Yeah. So, like, you lot moan about marshalling. Yeah. Okay, look, couldn't get a marshal. 
never happens in the UK. Yeah. Because if you're not there by the time the cars start, you lose your fastest time. See, I I used to that's, when I that's race automatically done. Yeah. Doesn't matter. It's just just done. Yeah. When I race directed, I did that often, and oh, you know what happens here? Those people never come back, which. I'm fine with, but usually track owners are not fine with because there goes entry fees. Correct. And then they come in and tie our hands behind our backs. Right. So actually, I walked away from a a gig at a local track not long after taking it over, intending to do it for years. And when he tied my hands behind my back on that, I said, well, if I can't actually run the show, then I'm gone. Right. That happened well, to me up like, in Duluth. Go ahead, Aiden. Well, I was going to say this is a great time to bring up socialism. You know, all our things are clubs. They're all run by committees. Yes. You know, there might be a, a like an important person, but we do all run. Like, I would say that, like, two people ran Southport for 10 years, me and Eric Everson, and now there's a slightly different group and losing, but it's not a business. So that, that allows us to do this. And because it's not a business... Like when we gave some people a holiday, yeah, the you know what what we found out is that, that was normally my job to tell them on a at Southport. Okay, you know people would say people would go, I don't want a phone call from Aiden on Monday. Yeah, because <laughs> they know what's coming. Right, right. they know a, a conversation is going to have to be had. Yeah. But the next week, when you, the people found out that person couldn't come, and it, the worst thing for that person is having to tell his wife. Yeah. That's the worst person. <laughs> You've got, why aren't you going racing? Well, I'm not allowed because I shouted too much. Yep. Well, what a knobhead you are. Do you know what I mean? That's the worst crime. So we don't need to make that any worse for any length of time. But a, a four weeks is definitely long. And then yeah. what happens is the other members of the club would just come up the week after and go, well, it's a shame you had to do that, mate. But, like, there's 60 people here. Yeah. Why are we letting one person upset 59 people? Right. I used to be one of those guys myself, and I had to take... You know, when you give somebody that four-week vacation or whatever, they probably need it. Most of them, yeah, because most of them have realized that you're being... you're being. I've had phone calls from people's missus, and I said, well, you know, what should we do, ban them for a year? Yeah. You know, we, 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 have, we have a system. If they apologize, we'll half it. But you've just got to show something. No one's perfect. Right. Uh, and I'm not saying UK 10th RC is some sort of panacea of world peace. People do don't fall out with each People do fall out with each other. People don't speak for a bit. But it doesn't come on to the... There's no... If, if, you, if, you, badly, if you were badly behaved at Southport and we gave someone a holiday, I would expect a phone call from the next local track to go, what's gone on? Right, Do right. we need to ban them as well? Right, right. Or or is it what has happened? No, he's just stepped, the person's just stepped out of line. They can't come to Southport. We don't think there's going to be any further problems. You know, if, if you want to let them to yours, that's fine. Do you know what I mean? That's the, but if you are actually banned by the BRCA yeah. to confirm this, you are not allowed to race if you, we've had some cases where people have then got, I don't know if they still do lifetime bans or they're like 10 years, Ooh. but if you're banned and you lie and go to a race, they will ban you for life. Wow. See, so we've just got, we've just got some new thing that we race with respect because we're like, even our, the UK 
toy car thing is part of UK proper motorsport, so they follow the rules. Okay. So, I didn't know it was part of, like, people, proper, like, full-scale, one-scale motorsports. So the Motorsport Association, which is one of the things that runs full-size motorsport, is what we're part of. Okay. So, like, anything legal or whatever, it's just dealt with by them, right? It's amazing, right? Honestly, super well run. That so is So once awesome. something happens that the clubs are supported, we move forward. It's it's really good. Yeah, yeah. So we've been going for a little over an hour now, and I know you're not used to going quite too <laughs> But I do have a couple more questions Go for on. you. Couple easy ones. So you were one of the last per- people in the world r- running uh, a one ten scale Kyosho car along with Tim Wallace, who lives in uh, Idaho. What made you finally switch over to Schumacher? Which I was sponsored by Schumacher back in the day. They were awesome cars, but we were still on the loose dirt style of racing, and they didn't work too well then. Okay. So what made you go from Kyosho to Schumacher? Because Schumachers are pretty rad. Okay, so I I left Kyosho when I thought that I could see that there was nothing coming for 10th. Yeah. Okay, the RB7 has released. It was, wasn't much different from the RB6. There were some bits that, you know... There was nothing. I love a new shiny bit. I don't want to sound terrible, but I love a new shiny (laughs) bit. Great thing about RC. Yeah. You get really excited for something that's like 20 quid, $30, whatever. And you know, that'll make me faster. That'll make me, I could show that. I love that. And at the time, Kyosha just didn't produce any shiny bits. Right. We had the same rear hubs for like 10 years. Because I had a. Sorry to interrupt again. I I was with. I wasn't with, but I had a bunch of Kyosho. I had, in one shot, I had the RB5. Mm-hmm. What was a four-wheeler? It was the something. ZX. Yeah, uh, yeah, ZX6, not the five, but the six. And the RT5, the stadium yeah. truck. And I loved all of those. But like you said, they they were out of date really fast, and there was nothing coming after. And then the other thing for, and like Kyosho was only as big or is only as big in the UK because Carl Marsden, okay, Carl Marsden racing, you know, amazing works for Kyosho UK, so holds the the all the tenth together, like whatever is. That probably holds the. T- I remember we had Americans in our UK group chat yeah. because there was at that point there was no sort of tenth KO show things. So and then the other bit, like when like podcast related and traveling and going to some EOSs and you know going to a Euros warm up or these things, I just saw that Schumacher just sponsored everything in the UK. Yeah. Okay. That it is a UK firm, you know, but. They're behind everything that's good. Okay, they they're always there to lend staff to, you know, give money, put banners up, and so part of it was like I just want to be part of that. Like it's British, 
I was kind of famous. I was kind of a big deal. Yeah. So, like, uh, I could just go become a like I just could become a contract customer of Schumacher now, can't I? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm sponsored by um, Team Associated, not because of my racing, but because of my media. I want to call it influence, but media presence. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. I, I don't want to say too much. It says in my contract. If I stop doing a podcast, it's ripped up the next day. <laughs> okay? I might have been slightly thinking that I'm 100% well looked after by Schumacher. You know, I am no superstar, but it is all 100% podcast related. They know that. Like, I get lovely messages from the people in HQ and Schumacher who are like, oh, we listen. You know, the people who pack me orders, do me returns, do all those things. It's, it's really good. So it's nice to do something for Schumacher as we're British and they're British. Right. Um, and then we've been super lucky that I, I did make a bit of thoughts of where I could go. Um, but you know, like Tris, I spoke to the Schumacher drivers. There's a lot of good Schumacher drivers in sort of locally to me. So, and Tris has done loads with Michael and, and got us great cars, you know, especially on AstroTurf and oh, on carpet, sure. which is where we run. That's, that's where the team is. Yeah. You know, so I was with Schumacher back in 2010. I had the Cougar SV and the CAD SX2 were the two vehicles I had. The SX2 was brilliant on any surface. I love a belt drive four-wheel drive car. The Cougar SV worked for me exactly one time. And it was on AstroTurf at a track called MMR. And we didn't have Astro tires. Like, I I could have ordered them from Schumacher, but we were on AstroTurf uh, using, like, J-Concepts Double Ds and stuff like that. So I right. didn't even have a proper tire. Yeah, and then because of, but also, like, also UK's on AstroTurf, competitive UK 10th is all on AstroTurf. Yeah. So, like, Schumacher, like, they just control the tires because they just produce the best AstroTurf tire. I, you know, I agree. I'm a J Concepts so, driver, and um, yeah, the shoot guys on Schumacher tires at our AstroTurf, let's, let's say we have issues um, competing. Yeah, so. That, that's why it, it was nothing to do with performance. I've never, I tend to change car when I'm happy. Yeah. Right. Because I'm like, I, I, I drove a yoke before then. Um, I drove a, an X factory before then. Okay. And like, we get to a point where like, Oh, that's good. Or I, I'd never normally buy the new car. I, I, I just get a second hand one when I bought it, I'd run it. But now like, I love all the Schumacher things. Like it's, it's, it is just think of like if associated and TLR got together in America. Yeah. That's what Schumacher is to the UK. That is awesome. Like that would be just awesome. a, if you look at this Milton Keynes grand prix, it's going to be on the internet. Like there's, there's members of staff, like the, the guy who owns it, Robin Schumacher, who yep. was a pro driver in his day. Like he just turns up to meetings. 100%. Yeah. You know, it just, you can just tell just what they all love doing. I believe Schumacher also invented the ball diff. Yes, that's what the logo is. Yeah. With the square with the two arrows. Right. Ball right. diff. 
So that's how Schumacher, but, you know, I'm going to say this, there's no bad cars. I really don't think there's any bad cars. Uh, in the UK, it's definitely a Schumacher team-associated thing. Yeah. Um, TLR's not much around in the UK because its distribution is done mainly from Germany. Uh, there's like a couple of big big fans of TLR. I'm going to say Freddie Russell, FF Racing. You know, they try and do as much as they can, but that's it. And then we've, there's, well, I'm just trying to think, S-Works and Serpent and Will Speed. Uh, I'm going to get shout X-Ray again, massive in the UK. Those are the, the sort of the brands we go for. Right, right. Well, there's no bad 10-scale brands, but uh, you're not an A-scale guy, so you've never seen no. like a Team Caster or Team C at your track just struggle. <laughs> well, again, like the Team C 10th buggies yeah. used to be just amazing on AstroTurf. Yeah. Well, the A-scale, we've seen a few of them in our area, and they just never could hold, hang with the top, top buggies. So... Speaking of A-scale, do you have uh, any A-scale aspirations in the future? Maybe race some electric buggy with Martin? No. <laughs> I can I, I can prove this. Yeah. I think, Ryan, you'll be very proud. Okay? <laughs> I thought this winter I'd have a, and I did, have a bit more spare time. Okay? Just the way venues worked in the, in the Northwest. Um, I thought I'd have, I'm going to have a few spare weeks, so maybe I could try e buggy. Yeah, like definitely not nitro. Like I, I had to get someone to solder me tenth electric car on Sunday morning, so like nitro's out the question. So I actually borrowed James Seabright's great friend of mine's e buggy. Yeah, but then every time I thought about using it, it looked really cold outside, <laughs> and I could race indoors in a pair of shorts somewhere else. So I've just sort of figured out that it's always a fear. It's like you always think it's a fear of missing out. Maybe I should try something else, but no, do you know what? I'm happy doing what I'm doing. So no eight for me, mate. Saying that, if Schumacher bring out an eight, of course I'll buy one next week. <laughs> yeah, they are, they're, they're messing around with something. And you're not kidding because you own a stadium truck. Yes, yes I do. Does anyone run them? Okay, three years ago, no. But since then, we've had, we now have UK Truck Nationals, okay? But they're just, so I think what they've done is they've got everybody who likes running stadium truck to go go to a one of six national events. There's actually a truck national happening at Southport this summer. Oh, that's and, nice. And then um, one of the regions has a truck class in its region, and they run that. So I know that both of those things are at Southport. So I've got a hold of a truck. <laughs> at, a, at a normal race meeting, are, are you running all three cars? Never. That never happens, Ryan. Sure. See, he's smarter okay. than us, Ryan. Oh, yeah. We, we race one car. Oh, good for you. We, like, if you, if, like, you go to a, there was a meeting this Sunday. It was the big indoor meeting in the Northwest. I think there was like 120 drivers yeah. there on carpet. Maybe two heats of four-wheel drive. So it's just not it's not a massive thing over even four-wheel drive mod over here. It's something that our like Martin is trying to work on to try and boost foot. But most people, ninety percent of people running tenth in the UK only have a two-wheel drive. Yeah, sure. So I race 
like last week was a big race at one of our local tracks, Thunder Road. There were 140 entries, so I'm like, I'll race three classes. It always bites me in the ass. My third my third class is mini truggy, and I'm like, oh, it'll just be a fun class. I'll just charge the battery and go. It doesn't matter. I ended up working on that thing more than my two-wheel or four-wheel. My four-wheel, I should have I been reworking the front diff because I was too heavy in the front diff and putting difference. No, I was working on that stupid mini truggy. But... Yeah. Yeah, I want it. <laughs> well, well, I don't even work on my car, so there's no, no excuse during the day. Someone else does that for me. Yeah. Um. So it, it's just it's just the way we are. We're one class. There is some stadium trucks, but three, and it, it's slowly coming back. Um. Again, Schumacher putting bringing their stadium truck out eighteen months ago probably helped a bit. Yeah. And maybe we might see it grow a touch. That would be nice. Um, yeah, on a normal, like Friday night club event, like an after, after work race, most people run two wheel drive buggy and that's it. Like the last race I announced a dollar hobby, there should have been an F main for two wheel drive buggy, but I put too many cars into the, cause I had no place to put an F main. Because I needed classes to split each main for bumps. Yeah. I don't know if bumping up's pop- popular in the we U.S. We never bump. Yeah. Never bump. Uh, everything they do is smart, Joe. So we never bump. I want to. Because do- we can't because we're only doing one class. It's quite difficult to, to bump with one class. Yes. Mm-hmm. So when I was race directing for the Minnesota Nitro Series, it's actually one of the bigger Nitro Series in the country. I said, I don't want to have bumps anymore because it always ends up being a pain in the ass and the people who bump, you know, to to prep a nitro buggy properly, it needs a lot of work before the main. And you can't do a lot of that if you're bumping up. You might have a chance to change your clutch bearings, switch your tires, and that's it. Maybe you have time to do all that. And I'll not get freaked out if we have more than one final. Yeah. Well, but they're so used to practice four heats final. Yeah. You don't need to tell them. We just naturally cycle through that information. And of course, it is all broadcast on the internet now, so everyone knows where they're up to. Right. That's why it just sort of works because we all just sort of like we, we have to tell people, oh, oh, we've got a lot of time today. We'll have two finals. But we need to tell them two hours before that happens. But everybody. Just so everybody knows. Everybody thinks that they're a world champion, and I've heard so many people say, well, if I don't have the opportunity to bump, if I'm not in the A main, I am not racing the mains. It's like, really? Okay. Yeah, if you, if, you, if you did that in the UK, we'd just abuse you yeah. on Facebook. Like, I think someone once went home because they didn't make the A at an event. Yeah. Because he had a terrible day. And, like, even the person themselves admitted two weeks later he'd never do that again. Yeah. Because they just the just a fit the abuse from messages and things along those lines. It was just too much. No, we don't, we don't do that. See, we need we that, that here. We really need that here. And I think it did just show some of the, some of the good racers when they have had a bad day 
shows the real classy people if they have had a bad day and they are two finals below where they should normally be and they're not racing with their mates they don't mess around they take it seriously and they just get on because you know they understand that for other people in the club that might be the only time they'll ever get to race with that person because they'll never be in their final ever again yeah so i think that shows a you know someone who does that i don't think it's a good sign of a person but if someone just accepts it does their race goes home that's a good person well so again i started in i we started in 19 my dad got his first rc car in 87 and we started racing in 1988 and back in those days it was hand count there was if you asked to bump up there was no conceivable way so like I'm in like the E main, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, um, I only had a couple more questions for you, and you kind of already went over the spec tire thing. So, the one last question I have for you, I don't know if Ryan has any more, but uh, I have one. What games are you uh, currently playing right now? You're an Xbox guy, if I'm correct, right? I, I am an Xbox guy, and uh, so I play Warzone badly. Okay. Uh, and but I probably play more um, StarCraft too. Yeah, I I used to play a lot of online games, but I got sick of being called insane things by young toddlers. <laughs> yeah, okay. It was like StarCraft Two is quite polite, and obviously, it, it, there's no voice; it's just text. Like it's a real time yeah. strategy game. It's massive right. in Korea. Yeah, uh, like, and so that's how I learned like how to online game so like i sometimes play with some of my friends from the easy region from the northeast (laughs) play warzone with them and they like to play hardcore or they play card and they play hardcore search and destroy yep right so like as tactical as it can get and at the end of every match like it finishes i always go ggs people ggs well done that was yeah. that was a lovely game and then everyone else just starts screaming abuse at each other yeah <laughs> um and then we're our, our, the, the team we tend to play as we're all named as um like uk based soap opera characters from a, a soap so if, yeah. if you're british you will definitely know we're british and then ryan I'll, I'll, i haven't forgotten about my accent they're from the northeast so they all sound like the tv show alfie Dizane pet uh, and I'm from Liverpool. And if you say Liverpool to somebody in the UK, they would suggest we I would be a benefit scrounger or a car thief. <laughs> okay. Be- because we are, you know, 90% islands just just over the, 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 the water for us. Yeah. Like, we're all Irish yeah. here in, in, in Liverpool. So, like, we were the terrible people in the UK until he found other people to pick on. So, like, if, <laughs> if, if, I, if I go racing, so, there's been a couple of times I've gone racing somewhere and, like, We've we've got I go I, I'm very lucky I travel with my father-in-law a lot which helps and some really good friends and we, you know after race we'll go to the the shop to buy a load of beer or stuff to barbecue and literally I, I am quite loud like I I'll say something or shout ask someone oh, are we getting this and store security will just follow me around <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, Ryan where, and I. Whereas play. if I talk, sorry, the last bit is, is if I talk in my city, in Liverpool, they will ask me where I'm from because they don't understand my accent. Um, because to those that I'm posh. Yeah. the The last thing I really, really played was uh, 
online was with Ryan was iRacing and people stay kind of um, not polite, but they're not as bad as like your console games. But I'll tell you what, when you license up in iRacing, you have to commit more and more time to it. Like one race would take over two hours. And I just never had the time. I got really big into iRacing until it's like, I don't have time for it anymore. I have not, well, no, I've turned on my iRacing computer because it's Joe 3's 3D printer computer now. But I have not played iRacing in two years. Yeah, I think, look, when COVID started, right, and we were wondering what the hell we were going to do, like some of my, like, I'm going to say my, a lot of my RC friends are Florida-based, yeah. okay? Joey Fisher, Mark Croxford, um, I'm going to forget names. Um, like they organized like a, a Gran Turismo race. So we like all got together yep. and all like, and I think there was 21 people in this Gran Turismo 7, whatever, lobby. Okay. And I was like, okay, that was great. I'll, I'll do this. Um, all of them lapped me. Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, well, I'm not doing this again. <laughs> so, so I would like, and then people go, oh, you're really you're, you're loud on a podcast and quiet. I'm, I'm really concentrating. So I don't even really like playing Warzone or COD with anybody else. I just like to keep myself to myself. So I play a bit of that. Uh, obviously, RC is everything. Uh, I watch a lot of YouTube you know, on RC and stuff like that. And I, I just enjoy my time. Yeah. I'm either RC or at the gym or after this podcast, I'm going to hit a yoga class. Yeah. I, I might take up... Um, Oh, I forgot the word. What's that, what's that thing, you snowmobile? I'm going to take up snowmobiles just to be oh, more, better friends with Ryan. Yeah. There we go. Well, and again, I mean. Even if, though there's no snow. If you came to Minnesota, oh, man, it's going to snow. Well, I, I, I underestimated. I just looked. It's going to snow 15 inches in the next three days. The ditches and everything are just going to be covered in snow snowmobiles. And it, I had, I do miss being a snowmobile racer, if for nothing else than the fact that I was always very optimistic about the winter, and now I have absolutely no reason for snow in my life, so it just kills me when it <laughs> snows now. It, it, it's, like, magical to people, because obviously we just don't get snow, and yeah. I'm really lucky that I've got, like, some American friends, I'm going to name drop line, uh, Jensen Collins and... Don Talbot, and they like literally if there's snow, and I think Don lives in Alaska. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. If there's yep. snow, they will send me pictures. Yeah, because it's... I'm like, oh my god, like there's like nine foot of snow. <laughs> Our country would stop, literally stop. So Don used to live actually in Minnesota. He was, um, he might have been friends with you, Ryan, because he was uh, one of Jimmer's guys. Oh well, I mean Don Tolbert, you know, Jimmer, and. Uh... Jimmer and Mark, you know, they were my stepdad's yeah. friends. So I, I didn't get to be that close to them because they were, you know, adults yeah. doing adult things, and I was off being a teenager. Right. But, uh, yeah, no doubt that, you know, maybe at some point he, he passed but through the house. Think, think about this, Orion and Aiden. You go from a place to where it's cold. Like, I think the coldest it's been this winter is minus 20 degrees Fahrenheit. I don't know what it, that is in Celsius. Yeah. 
insanely cold. Like you'll get frostbitten within five minutes of being outside. And then you moved somewhere colder. I, I just never, I mean, Alaska's beautiful, but man, the winters are horrible. Yeah, I, I, we went to the Hoodie Arena for an EOS race. It was minus 15. That's the coldest. That's 50 degrees C, so it's not as cold as that. But that's like 15 degrees colder than I'd ever witnessed before. One of my mates didn't bring a coat because he thought, (laughs) I'm going to South Europe, the south of Europe. That's where I go on me holidays. Yeah. So it will be warm. He didn't take a coat. It was minus 15. So, so like, oh. Celsius makes way more sense because, like, zero degrees is freezing, correct? Yes. Yeah, see, freezing for us is 32 degrees. It makes, Celsius makes just a ton more sense. It just never caught on. They tried doing the metric system back in the 70s. It just never caught on. Yeah, yeah, we, we haven't got time to go through the, you know, my views on why we think Americans are all crazy. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's basically just because, you, like, you look and so, all look sounds so similar to us, yeah. and we all watch the same television. Yeah. But, like, it's a totally separate, different country, in a totally different, separate part of the world. You know, I've only ever spent five days in America. I found everybody super polite, um, I, I enjoyed every minute of being in Las Vegas. Yeah, and we were off the off the strip and wandering about, and every American I met was always, I say, super polite, super nice, all lovely. I remember it was Thanksgiving when I was there, and I had to start lying to American families saying that my family was in Vegas because the thought of me not <laughs> being with my family in thanksgiving was just unthinkable to any of i'm like i had to stop saying it doesn't mean anything to us you know we don't have thanksgiving right yeah no it is the generosity the family orientation you know i love it i I wish i could come back yeah yeah i'm going to race in vegas in two months now and i'm excited for it i've been to vegas i got married in las vegas I've never raced there. I'm going to go race one fifth scale at Silver State. Yes, yes. I'm looking forward to it. As I say, I listen to everyone's podcast. Uh, I know what everyone's doing. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. All right. Ryan, did you have uh, any more questions for Aiden? I do, but before we get to it, so that unbearable cold temperature that, that Aiden referenced, it was minus 15 Celsius. Joe, that's five above. That's not terrible. I know. I know. <laughs> so, Aiden, um, I got to do the conversion again. Uh, we spend, this is a very atypical February for us. It's been really warm. We spend the most of February at minus 20 Fahrenheit. That is minus 28.8 Celsius. Yeah, yeah, just like nobody in, do you live on top of a big mountain? That's, that's the only time nope. that's going to be that cold. It's just so terrible. Well, the, the funny it's, thing it's, is it's Min- Minnesota is one of the flattest states in the Union. We have one mountain that's like five hours north, and it's not even so, really a mountain. It only goes up like, yeah, I think, but we, I mean, we have no feet. large bodies of water to help us out or anything like yeah. that. We have well, a lot of little lakes. What, what's, what's, I always say, like, UK so small, our mountains are so small that, and I remember Dustin Evans. Dustin Evans's house is is at an altitude taller than any mountain in the UK. Yeah, 
Yeah, like, like, so the whole thing is just weird. So that's what I mean. You look similar. We watch the same television, but our worlds <laughs> are just miles apart. So the Rockies, so he lives in the Rocky Mountain area. I've driven through the Rocky Mountains one time in a little piece of shit Saturn with the five-speed manual transmission, and I had to drive through the Rockies in second and third gear or the car would stall out and not go anymore <laughs> like i remember that joey fisher in florida wanted to was thinking of going to like one of the nationals up in around new york or something yeah. and in that distance in that time i could have driven my car from where i live to the hoodie arena in slovakia and gone through you know 15 different countries yeah and that's that. That's the bit where we go. Can we see these people driving seventy hours? We think it's amazing, okay. And it, but we love everything. It's it's a great thing about RC that it just bring it brings the whole world together. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, You've for probably sure. got friends or you you know somebody in Malaysia or in Japan in Australia just because we all love you know paying expensive money for rubber things to stick on toy cars. What What's crazy is um, the old co-host on here, Shane. He started racing RC cars when he was deployed in Iraq. They have they have okay. hobby shops in Iraq. Okay, that is it's like one place you would never think of RC. Mm. Yeah, my cousin lived in Dubai, and there's like there's a couple of nights. There's, there's actually we were we were planning to go racing Kiev. Yeah. There's a beautiful, beautiful AstroTurf track in the middle of Kiev. So I'd assume I, you'd fly to Kiev, right? Uh, yes, yeah, you, you can fly to it. It's not that far. It's like four or five hours. That's not bad. So but so, so we were planning, this was the year we were supposed to go. Yeah. But obviously we called it off. No. It's not great. But they're still racing in Kiev. Yeah, you just don't want to, like, um, all American citizens last week, we're told get out of Ukraine, get out of Russia, get out of that area. Like it wasn't just a warning. They were told leave now, leave yeah, everything yeah. behind and come back. Yeah, yeah. I, I, none of us are going over there and racing. It was nice. Some of the Ukrainians came over the EOS. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, de- it's quite easy for us to, as you say, you would drive from one state to another state. We'd drive from one country to another. Again, it, it's quite easy to, to travel around Europe. Uh, and goes to all these, and again, the systems are all the same. It's all good. Right, right. All right, Ryan, do you got the? I do. I okay. do. I've been lo- I, I, throughout the majority of the podcast. I've been enjoying pictures of Southport, and thank you. I've always liked hearing the stories. Um, do you have any anecdotes for some of the the best? You know, usually we can pinpoint one or two races, heats, qualifiers, mains, where whatever. When, when you drove out of your mind, some of the best driving you've ever done. Do you have any anecdotes like that? It can be at Southport. It can be somewhere else. I just want to hear you describe yourself driving really well. Well, that doesn't happen very often. Yeah, me either. That's why it's easy to remember. <laughs> yeah, I am a, a, a steady poodle around, trying not to make errors kind of thing. Um, Southport is no... Uh, some people like think they take the mick, say you know, you know, I like to say we didn't invent 
home advantage at Southport, but we perfected it. <laughs> um, like part, certain parts of our track, you, we use the word the back section, you know. That's yeah. Like, you know, you know, superstars have no problem. But if you're coming to, if you're the same level of RC driver and you come to Southport, I will go through that section a second quicker than you will. <laughs> You've got no chance. And like when you people turn up, so anytime that I'm at Southport, I do tend to have a decent result. If it's a big event, yeah. A good result for me because I know just don't take the mic. But I do remember one time, and I'm sure this was car related, not me. Uh, I think I had a, a golden period when I drove a YZ2. Okay. Because we were the only ones who had three gear laydowns. Yep. You know, I, I think we're probably still in the B5M period. Okay. Which was not not the greatest, and you're associated with no. so many amazing cars and then made them better yeah that the b5m wasn't great so i remember like i could not maybe not a race but like literally a four or five week period where i just destroyed all of my mates <laughs> and that was like a, a, like a, a wonderful time i am a terrible winner Okay, if I win, like people are going, oh my God, Aiden didn't win, did he? And I'm talking about if I won the D final. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to give you abuse. Like, I, I've never won a meeting. Yeah. I've never won an A final in my entire career. You know, I always say because I go to places where there's lots of people who are just better than me. Right. So, but I, that's the, I, I don't think I can remember. I can remember time spent with friends and time spent like in the pits having laughs but like as a, a golden period of thing is when i had a yz2 and nobody else had one um and everyone else had sort of mid motors and we were three gear lay downs and yeah. we just an astro on high grip we just destroyed everybody that is awesome. uh, and it was so much it's so easier to do everything i, I always think that the best compliments come from your friends Right, or even better, there's a couple of old guys who race at Southport, older guys who race at Southport, and sometimes you can come off a, a, a the, the the rostrum, the driver's stand, and one of them will either say, "Well, you threw that away," or <laughs> you know what I mean. What was going on? You were fine until lap seven and just threw it away, or they'll go, "Hey, well done," and that honestly means more. Well, it has to to me because I'm never winning any trophies. Like that has to mean more. When somebody says something that you're, you're you know you enjoy if you have a good race with your mate or somebody like you don't even know and you're like oh who was that I wonder, who, who was that we, we had a great race for we're not good enough to do that for five minutes that that's the bits i love yeah you know really <laughs> right right i'm i'm glad your story was was based around a mechanical advantage because i can identify <laughs> with it my oh, yeah. my favorite rc memory is 100 percent mechanical advantage but Which was? it was it was a lovely time. Uh, Joe's heard me tell the story a couple times. There was a time at a track up to the north of us where we used to run 10th scale on the dirt, and it had rained the night before. They had to throw down um, what was that stuff that they would throw down to sawdust. soak up? Yeah, the sawdust, right? Yeah. Um, so for a brief time in the first heat, I happened to have some stadium truck carpet uh, slash turf tires with me on accident they you know they were just in the car from another time that i drove that truck and 
everybody was slip sliding around, barely able to put any power down in practice. And I just had an epiphany. I was like, I'm going to put these essentially what are paddle tracks on the truck and see what it does. And I won the heat by like four or five laps or something like that. <laughs> and it was, it was all that mechanical advantage and I'll, I'll never forget it. Yeah. It was a blast. We have, um, obviously we have rain assists. So rain, because we're on AstroTurf, it doesn't destroy the day. It just slows the time. And we always run sort of round by round. So sure. I remember, I do remember in one of our regional events, again, it was at Southport where like, our heat finished. The two guys who were faster than me and I heat broke, and then it rained in the last ten seconds. So I you know, literally ten seconds of a bit of rain, and then it just continued to rain. And so I took TQ for that round. Hey. I got a, I got a zero. I was still in the B final because my next score was twenty four. <laughs> but I also remember the guy who was who was going to TQ the meeting, Chris Everson come up to me like at, just before the end of just for the beginning of round four go you do realize you're the only person who can take tq off me hmm. um <laughs> and i'm like cheers mate thanks very much i'm gonna i'm gonna put that on a podcast one day but you know so, <laughs> yeah we love rain assists we love mechanical advantages and things along those lines and those are the bits i, I remember really well lovely well, all right all right, man. Um, I think we've taken up a lot of your time. It's, what, 11.15 in your area, and I'm sure you have to work in the morning. Yes. Let's so, just say I have a very demanding job, and I also lie a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Aiden, thank you so much for sharing yourself, yourself with us. I really appreciate it. Real quick, I'm going to steal something from your podcast. Would you like to thank your sponsors before we check out of here? Thank you. First of all, oh, it's the first time I remember to do this. First of all, I'd like to thank you two for inviting me on. One, if not my favorite podcast that I'm not on. Um, you know, I've loved listening to yourselves and Joey over the years. I I cried when Ryan left. I cried when I you know found out why he kind of left and like the babies and things like we had similar issues like so honestly t i'm a crier so like oh. tears. so so thank you very much for like for, for you guys do what you do we i always say that everyone should do a podcast because the hardest part of doing a podcast is just turning up and doing it yes okay everything else is fine everything yeah. else will just work out so thanks very much for for used to i will i've mentioned them before but i will thank martin and joey the people who do I'm going to say my podcast with me. <laughs> they put up. They put up with all the megalomania. They put up with all the diva strops and all of these things. Yeah. Uh, and just like put up with it and just help me get through and make me not sound too much like a weirdo <laughs> um, who's like obsessed with toy cars. So that, that, that they're the things. You know, the the Schumacher family have been great. Um, like they do so much for the you racing around the world but also in the uk and you know they have witress and michael and um, we've got tav now we've got everybody yes we've got literally everybody in tent like and they do make great cars and they, they, i get a lot of help locally and I, that's brilliant but people, like the shop that's always looked after me is tq models i get me stickers from rc house i get some fancy 
things from Clinic RC. Uh, I get lots of lovely carbon stuff and, and the best hat from uh, Composite Kit. Vicks Paint do my shells and about get a lot of oil from Core. And obviously, I do the best podcast in the world, the Extra Lap RC podcast. Yes, I enjoy it mostly week. You know, it's I try I listen almost every week. Sometimes I miss one, but it's very rare I missed an extra lap. Yeah, it is the only RC podcast I have listened to in 2023, 2022, and likely 2021. He doesn't even listen yeah. to this one. I don't. No, no. Our Joe is to say, I always say to people who do podcasts, you have to be an absolute psychopath to listen to your own voice or to enjoy <laughs> that. So, but if, if you want to do podcasting, you really need to do it. Yeah. Well, I listen to this one, and what I do is I just I listen Cringe. for audio quality, and I just yeah. skip through it every 30 seconds and listen for like two seconds. So, it sounds good and just keep hitting that 30 second button until it's at the end yeah, just we because do that just because it's like i don't want i just want to hear if there's any like bad sound issues or anything like that that i need to fix see right now it sounds okay but my microphone is 18 dollars my soundboard's expensive i bought the radio impound podcast soundboard that oh, was it's all about yeah, but other but, than but that, we do everything on phones. Literally now, hundred percent on phones. Yeah, and it's that's a, how easy it is on Discord. Yeah, it almost makes me want to buy an iPhone. I'm an Android guy, but yeah, <laughs> I think Discord works on iPhone, uh, Android. You'd be fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, guys, thanks, thanks very much. It, it's yes. been awesome. I just before I go, I also need to point out that so, Mister William Venables, I have now been on more RC, different RC podcasts than him. <laughs> so. Win a win a chicken dinner. Awesome. Sounds great. Thanks for coming on, Aiden. Have a good night. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Bye now. Bye bye. Cheers.